Food Junkie Radio, episode 38. Jesus Christ. 38. Yes. Yes. going to be here really fast. Hopefully. Hopefully by the end. No, not by the end of the year. Not by the end Next of year. year. <laughs> Next year. Um, we're right talking about already. food. Uh, we were talking actually about coffee shops. Uh, we were talking yep. about coffee shops being yep. the new restaurant. I love and, the coffee shop. Um, it's fascinating. I was, uh, you know, we were talking off camera and... Um, the coffee shops around our area, I want to say, are slowly developing a lightweight menu. And it makes sense in the idea that you already have a built-in business that has uh, great margins. Yeah. And you're yeah. making high a lot demand. of money. High demand. And Especially in Sacramento, at least. I know people here are kind of, uh, well, I'm definitely kind of slightly snobby about the coffee. Oh, man. I, Dude, I we love have how coffee. much coffee here? But you got to admit, I don't know if you've been around a couple of different areas, but if you go up north, like Portland, Washington, like. I bet they're into their coffee. Coffee Because it's cold. Yes. It's cold. And yes. uh, I bet, you know, I would wonder. Now nah, I'm really curious. Mm. I wonder how much bigger coffee is on the West Coast versus the East Coast, right? Because coffee, mm. I think, would be really big on the West Coast more so mm. because the financial market's open on the East Coast time. Mm. Which means the West Coast people, like San Francisco is an early town. Yes. It's up. Adam. Yeah. 7 o'clock, it's fully functioning. It's yeah. But at 7 o'clock at night, it's like winding down. Truth. Yes. Where East Coast is opposite. Yeah. 7 o'clock is when everybody's just starting to gear up. And yeah. Get they're, out start, they're starting. They're like happy hours just finishing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And they get that big uh, midnight uh, dinner service out yeah. there. That's very common out there in the East Coast. Yeah. But I think coffee culture out there, to my knowledge, uh, at least the few visits I've had in just one state being New York um, and Boston, I didn't really notice the culture. Like, I think it's there, but I think it's, at least for my recollection, it's not as how it is here where it's a little not more artisan. as boutique artisan. as yes. it is here. Very boutique. Out there, it's more like here's Starbucks Dunkin' Donuts. Everywhere. Yeah. Starbucks. Yeah. I mean, Dunkin the Dunkin' Donuts out there is way better than here. I think that's the origination out there. And I yeah. think that was always a standard. Or maybe I just like am excited to have it there. And yes. it's, you know, it's it makes more sense. Just me. But oh. it does. I feel like when I have a Dunkin' Donuts, like in Boston, especially, mm. I'm like, yo, this is good. Yeah. And then I go to like the Dunkin' Donuts here. I'm like, this is trash. Yeah. And Dunkin' Donuts just got here. If that makes sense. I, it hasn't uh, been here for a long time. It, maybe a couple one years. Off whatever that freeway thing is kind of by Oak Park or mm-hmm. yeah. uh, CB. CB Since Central? I was going to OCB high Central school. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Off whatever that exit is, 12th Street. Oh. Instead of going left through Oak Park to get to CB, if you yeah. go to the right and it's like Curtis Park, there's like a corner. There's been a Dunkin' Donuts there for a long time. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't uh, remember being anything else. No, yeah, okay. So. See, to my recollection, I just remember it slowly making a name on the West Coast a handful of years ago. But, I mean, okay. the name brand itself. Yeah, maybe huge. making a name. Yes. Yeah. Um, but here then, but, you know, with Starbucks being from Seattle. Star- Starbucks and then is Stumps massive. is from, you know, up, up oh, north Pete's too. is from right Pete's, over here. Yeah, so yeah. we have an influx of it. So now did we always come at it with that artisan approach? Now, now I'm even more intrigued by this because um, – Maybe that is why it's more boutique over here because Starbucks purposefully, uh, well, okay, Starbucks started out with not being like how it is now. Yes. And some guy who was really high up suggested in the very early days that he had gone to Italy and experienced coffee culture in Italy mm-hmm. and was like, hey, I think this would translate really well. We should, we should do this. 
Interesting. And uh, they were like, no, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. And coffee and culture meaning what? It, the coffee culture of Italy of like a little espresso or like, and mm. like a pastry. Mm. And like kind of like what we're talking about, how like coffee as not just the little coffee itself, but as a more complete experience. Ah, uh, that like, makes sense. Let not me on get the multiple go. revenue a... streams from you. Okay. Let me give you a, a place to enjoy that you yeah. sit and relax. You don't just drink your coffee on the move. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh-huh, he, and he wanted to incorporate that. And now I can't think of his name, but they told him he was crazy. No, 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 no. And he went off and he started his own coffee company mm. and did that, made so much money. He bought Starbucks in the very early, it changed. And Ooh. then he kept the Starbucks name. And now he's, I don't know if he's still in charge of it or if he's like retired, you know, and living off his initial investments now, but that's why Starbucks is the way it is. It's because this one guy. That that is yeah. fascinating. That's you know, listen to podcasts, people. Hey, if you're interested you in know. topic, I was when I heard it, I was like, "Yo, what? Let me listen to that again." That is that actually makes a lot of sense now that I think Just about proves it. Proves that the Italians know everything. Well, it's like a, some anti- it's like some culture thing that you guys were able to just really have. I mean, I don't know yeah. the origins of that culture in Italy, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it's I don't know the origin it. of it either. Yeah. But Europe in general, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of um, coffee culture slow. They slow stuff down, and yes. they and they enjoy kind of a little bit more than we do. We're they're they don't worry being about being one hundred percent efficient with their emotions and day to day life as, yeah. as we do in America. Yeah. So that's strange how that was able to get over here yeah. and then for Starbucks to kind of remix it into a United yeah. States version. Well, and then it would make sense that Pete's, you know, that's like their mm-hmm. main rival, that they would just, I, I don't want to say Pete's is like the Burger King of McDonald's, uh-huh. but it kind of is. It right? kind of is, yeah. 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 You know, like their menu is almost the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their look is almost the same. Yeah. I kind of prefer Pete's a little bit more, um, but it's very similar in in uh, appearance and yeah. ambiance when you go in, which makes sense. I mean, like and you why said, would you not? If you're yeah. small, just well, if it's working for those big guys, let me do that. Yeah, but I think now we have, and then ex- yeah. ex- you know, exponentially looking at that, it's like oh, from Starbucks to Pete's to now we're getting into one-offs. Yeah, which kind of is interesting. If you had to replace coffee with food, maybe this is how food kind of came to be. Also, where it's could definitely institutionalize be. and then hey you know they're doing something cool it's good and then yeah. smaller 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 we'll have to remember this point when we when we start talking about the king oh yeah no for yeah, sure well, well, but yeah well, no that that, that 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 coffee stuff is, is fascinating i had no idea but the the culture it does make sense because it's it it's a cup of coffee because when you think coffee at least how i think about it when i was young is seeing it always in those cups and you just kind of throw them I, at, lo- I love those paper. I know they're bad for the environment but I love drinking a hot coffee out of that paper cup why is that is it nostalgia I've just been told oh I don't know why I like it yeah, I think right. I like the warmth on my hand and I and I think like when you're a kid you know in all those movies we watch mm-hmm. there was always some assistant mm-hmm. carrying 12 cups yeah. <laughs> you know? and like oh it looks so just so enjoyable they, they I, built the coffee culture yeah. through you know like TVs and movies yeah. I mean think about it friends their whole centralized you know Central their, Perk Central Perk come on mm-hmm. man I mean you know and then with the like you said the advent of the Starbucks and then you have you know Pete's and the incorporation of not just the coffee now you have different types and then now you're bringing in you know snacks yeah. desserts music you, yeah you know uh variations and on. oh now yeah different cups and i mean you let's be honest hazelnut and coffee cups in houses that's probably at least like 75 percent of households has at least one of those you know little oh tumbler come on now yeah, yeah come on sure. man which is insane and it's cool 
And uh, you could look at it one of two ways. Either we pay absorbent amounts of money for coffee or we've slowly incorporated into our lives as part of our culture. Coffee um, and coffee accessories. Yeah. Right? It's strange. Yeah. But uh, it's, on it's that, cool. it's just seeing, you know, but when is when is Starbucks going to have a full line? And yeah. Have well, a full speaking menu? of coffee accessories, besides just the dry goods part of it, and, you know, now, yeah, I, I do remember in high school going snowboarding one morning and I was like, dude, you guys, I'm so hungry. And they're like, oh, it's cool. Start Starbucks. I'm like, dude, I need more than a muffin. And they're like, no, dude, like, got Starbucks got like burrito <laughs> and like br- breakfast sandwiches. And I'm like, dude, it's probably, it's probably horrible. Mm-hmm. And I got it. And, it, you know, they throw it in that whatever black machine that looks from the future and yeah. it comes out hot and it's like an egg. And I was like, dude, this is kind of good. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> yeah. I've seen that concoction. Yeah, That's that, like a, it has a, a name. turbo fryer like or something. Clover. No, the Clover is one of the. Uh, that's a different coffee making machine, but yeah, they they have the patent on the, or they bought the patent from that guy that designed that reheating machine. Really? Yeah, I've seen that thing. I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh? And it goes pretty quick. And then you it goes see the super food. fast. It's like it looks great. It's not burnt. It's it's, f- it's it like the most efficient yeah. microwave ever or something. I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe this is the slow rise. Before yeah. you know it, we'll never. No one will understand how Starbucks is the number one restaurant in the world. <laughs> What, you cuisine. know, well, you know who's the number one pizza chain in America? I do not know. You, you want to take a crit? Go ahead, take uh, a guess. In the world? It, just in in America. In America, number one. Oh, Papa John's, Costco. Is the number one I'm piece not surprised. of chain? God damn it! I should have said that. Yeah, right, but is you don't that, think of it. Yeah, you don't yeah, think it. That's like no. a side product that they do. But think of how many Costco's there are. They all have that pizza. Wow. And they sell units of that. It, that's that units. pizza's not bad. It's no, not it's great. Fucking, it's, it's, it's good. Amazing. I love it. I love it. I but love it that's going to be like the same thing with uh, Starbucks, maybe. Oh, maybe I They're going to be the number one like breakfast diner. See, so when we do rankings like that, it is based off of what? Units sold? I think so. Units sold by probably mixed with location. I bet yeah. there's some. Oh, shit. Thing. Fooled me, goddamn big Costco. I know when pizza. someone, I was yeah, I was like uh, round table pizza. Yeah, hut. I was like, pizza. Who got the most commercials? Like, Costco. Like, Costco don't even advertise. No, that's not even their thing. Oh, they're, they're, that's a side project. Yeah, that's a that's a side. That's hustle. like you and they're, killing they're it. Like you best. know, what my number one selling thing is on my menu a minestrone. Like what? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, I could see that. I, I could see Starbucks yeah. getting in there if they I, patented that little cooking machine. And then you know mm-hmm, what we talk mm-hmm. about American culture being efficient. They're probably on the cusp of finding other things well, that could do that as well. Coffee is so like the coffee shop being a breakfast place would be so great. I mean, I used to do it with my little coffee shop, and they've changed where they get their pastries now. I, I don't like the pastries they have now, mm-hmm. and I've told them that. Yeah, but um, I used to get like my coffee and like a raisin scone, mm-hmm. and like the carbohydrate from that. That was enough to like power me through breakfast. Oh yeah. It was sure. awesome. And, yeah. like, you know, I would use it right away. And and then they used to, they had a guy that was making burritos for them. Ooh. And they would just microwave them for yeah. you. And, you know, basic breakfast burrito. Basic. It was so good. You, yeah, I loved it. Because I would get my coffee and I'd get my, mm-hmm. my food item. At one place. At one place. Yeah. And I'm out of there for 12, 13 bucks. You know what's strange? For a meal. Th- there isn't. Too many like just strictly breakfast places anymore. Uh, there's not too many like um, I'm always looking for a place that's like 
a a breakfast place, but not like a breakfast place. Like you know what I mean? Like uh, I not went like to, an IHOP. Well, I, I went to like Morning Fork today. Okay, and, but I, you know, I went there this morning when I woke up at eleven. Sure. But I mean, it was it was <laughs> gas. That place is hella good. Okay. But like, I had like a big old breakfast. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. something that I could like, you know, some oatmeal or or like a little mini breakfast burrito, one two bites, yeah. drink a cup of coffee, get out of there, like kind of or like let me get some hash browns with two eggs real quick. Boom, yeah. Boom. My food still came out hella fast because they're they're efficient, but. You know, that's why I liked getting the breakfast room for my coffee place because, like, the coffee was hella good. Mm-hmm. And then I could get it to go easy. And then I got my little breakfast burrito to go with a little, you know, tapatio sauce. And you know, yeah. yeah, I'm in and I'm out in less than five minutes and I'm on with my day. You know what I mean? I didn't have to, like, sit down. No, that's true. Yeah. Because at that time of the day, especially trying to kickstart your day, yeah. I it's almost late. the food is the afterthought. Yeah, in I wake up late, and yeah. I still want something that tastes mm-hmm. good, but I'm on the move. I don't, yeah. ha- I don't have time to sit down for even 30 minutes. Even if you bust down, like, a, say if you were on your max efficiency, and let's just say we take this, you know, like diner style, and let's just say, mm-hmm. you know, you go in with your paper, it's that single seating, you're like, yeah. hey, let me get my, even that is already, if you're living in the, you know, idea of efficiency, that's already, like, knocks you down a couple pegs, because you're just like, fuck, okay, I just had fucking hash browns. I yeah, I just had biscuits and gravy, yeah. and now I'm just <laughs> Yeah, I don't get how people are able to ever get into the mode of the day starting out like that. Yeah, it's too much. It's too it big is. a meal for me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But that's strange that they But like used on to the weekend, if I'm not doing oh, anything, I'm like, give me that, dude. Give me extra Holland. Give me a Hollandaise and a shot glass <laughs> so I can just shoot it and then I want another shot of it. Let me get a Hollandaise with a side of Benedict. Can I get a Hollandaise <laughs> smoothie, please? Just put a straw in it right in your bank. You know? Holidays is good. But yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. I'm willing to take that little slight on uh, morning food. I'm not even a breakfast person, but in the case that I have to do it, um, coffee would be actually the more of the focus. And then having the food. Yeah, I'm trying, not I'm trying to get I'm trying to get going. I'm trying start. to get just enough fuel yeah. to be comfortable when lunchtime arrives and I get like my sandwich. Yeah. Which is also fast. And yeah. Which is I just want to get to dinner and be still not be starving. Mm, right. Yeah. I don't want to be distracted. I'm like, okay, I'm on the move. I'm doing stuff. I'm working. Let's do this. Boom, boom, boom. Take a little bite. Bah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it does have to be at a certain price point, I still want to taste good. Yes. And it has to be at a certain yeah. price point. I think that's why going into a coffee shop, rocking $20 for you know that transaction within three minutes actually makes a little more sense if, say, the burrito isn't something of a sit-down type of place, clearly, but also it isn't like this dollar from the gas station. So there's this happy medium with whatever breakfast mm-hmm. item that you can get from a coffee shop. And then the emphasis is put on the coffee, which originally is what most people are kind of going for. That's what I'm there for. Yeah, I'm there see? for the coffee. Yeah. But it'd be nice to get something semi-substantial. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking... I had no idea. It's Starbucks is based off an Italian idea. Uh, but see, that makes sense. The ambiance, the, the music. That's mm-hmm. just strange that that wasn't something that wasn't existing, only to have it be everyday culture especially out here yeah. and then specifically in where we're at it's hyper you know sensational like that i think it's crazy that they thought he was crazy to like mm-hmm. to make it like no let's make our place the focus not just the side hustle let's mm-hmm. make we're the main show of the people's morning and they're like we'll never be that and now look where they are oh that is yeah. it's hard to fathom it, it, yeah. it is because it's like how that never was the thing. But looking back, it's like Folgers was yeah. like number one coffee yeah. before Starbucks ever I, came it, around. It's hard to imagine <laughs> coffee not being such a big focus of, of people's morning because like yeah. everybody now is like, oh, I need my coffee. I need my coffee. 
But see, I need my frappuccino. Did we I'm, arrive here yeah. on our own volition, or did was this kind of predestined? Yeah, or pre-organized. Like we talked about, you see it in know. culture, and then you know, with Italians, I mean, we look at Italian culture a lot as something to, uh, you know, kind of uh, admire. And especially their cappuccino culture and their coffee culture mm-hmm. is one of those where it's like, oh, you got the little, you know, you're outside and the little thing. And you're yeah, eating. you got my little cup. Yeah. Put my little pinky way out. So it gave uh, you the culture already. Yeah. So with being American, you're like, okay, how do we do that in our way? And yeah. then now we have that. And, yeah. Max. Min max. Now we're doing, you know, melted ice cream essentially for coffee. <laughs> Basically. Right? Yeah. My first coffee ever at Starbucks was this chocolate brownie thing they used to have. I just uh-huh. remember I never was in a coffee like that. Oh, yeah. I, went, I, I was, I was like, always like a white mocha. I, yeah, white mocha. White something meds. And I, I was like, this is amazing. But then I also yeah, thought, I was like, this isn't sugar. even coffee. It's not even coffee. Yeah. But it's just enough coffee. Looking back to... It'll get you off your ass. From like white mocha to like chocolate mocha. Yeah. And then I was like, ah, it's not so too sweet. Let too me sweet. get let me get like a, a black coffee with like just one pump of mocha in uh-huh. it. And then they're like, ah, here you go. Yeah. And then it's like, nah, it's Cold brew. <laughs> yeah, cold, cold brew. I was an Americana brew. guy for a while. Um, and then I kind of off and on. I had my had my stretches with coffee. Um, I do admire it. And it, it is addicting as fuck. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it is oh. the drug of a lifetime. I don't Caffeine understand when they're going into, like, you know, the big, big ones. Isn't that kind of counterproductive at a certain point when you're taking down, like, uh, what are those oh, big those ones called? Huge, yeah, some people drink those huge <sighs> I'm like. I know a guy that used to take two of those down in a day. That's. And I also know people that drink coffee before they sleep. You ever know anybody like that? Uh, when, if I'm on vacation, mm-hmm. I can drink a coffee and then go to bed. Really? Yeah. Because sometimes, like, uh, well, I I really like the taste of it now. Oh, okay. And so if I haven't had it all day, because I've been like, well, I ain't got to do shit today. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't need a coffee in the morning. And then I get to the night, and I'm kind of like, you know, the addiction is like, dude, you really want some coffee. Come get some coffee. Yeah. And so I'll drink a cup, and I'm like, mm. That was tasty. I'm like, okay, I'm complete now. There is a certain taste you do get accustomed to. I, I, ain't, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, like I said, I was I'm not a big you know fan of it per se. I don't usually get it on my own, but I'm more of a social coffee drinker, as mm, they say. Mm, mm. So if everybody drinks, I'm like, yeah, I kind of know my way around some coffee stuff, not too crazy, but I know what to order for my own liking. It's just certain things I notice, but people are very particular, and I think that's why people like it too is because there's a certain level of customization that comes mm. with it where you don't really get those kind of allotted freedoms in the you can kitchen. You kind of like ego challenge people mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Like oh, we're always talking about with like the wine and or like oh, it's my restaurant. Yeah. And it's like no this is the coffee that I get. Yes. I got it. Yes. From some, yeah. And I think that's what people yeah. really like about you know coffee and the idea at least is the there's a little person uh, like personability I guess or it's more yeah. Intimate, I guess, of the person. It, it, it's fucking fascinating. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that coffee shit. Um, yeah, that being a restaurant, uh, what I was talking about is. Uh, I'm down. We have, yeah, it. restaurants that are kind of, you know, uh, starting to kind of kick up their their level of offerings, mm-hmm. which almost makes sense. And it's like, wait, has it always been like this? Or is this some new version of getting into the restaurant business where, to be honest, it seems like a better business model going in, like I said, only because you have Much that more tried manageable. Yeah, as opposed to cold turkey, like, yeah. hey, we're just going to do... Way less variables mm-hmm. at the start, and then it would allow you to... All right, let's make sure, obviously, our coffee has to be in point, and let's yep. have, like, my mom's uncle makes this great scone, dude, and he'll uh, send me that, or, like, 
Scotty uh, my friend's mom makes to do these cranberry scones. Dude, when you guys try them, you're going to lose your mind. Everybody Wait, you scones. a sweet scone guy or are you a savory scone guy? I like them both. Both? I like raisins. Really? They had, they used to have this raisin scone. I'd get one every day. Everyone made fun of me. They're like, who eats raisins? Like, I know, for I real. I eat raisins. Who eats okay? raisins? You were probably that kid that used to have those little fucking boxes of the California raisins. You like, I love these when you used to I go love raisins. I mean, not when I'm going <laughs> trick-or-treating, but... Um, well, they used to give them out, and I used to toss yeah. them shits into the garbage. I was like, this is horrible. Oh, I still eat them. <laughs> eat them last. I mean, they're not bad. I'll give you this. I'm not going to throw them away, but I, they're good. If I'm hungry as fuck, and that's the only thing going on, they are tremendous. Yeah. But it's not my first choice. I'm not going to choose them. Okay. But okay, if it, you're okay. saying I got a choice okay. between having raisins or not having raisins, I'm still going to be stoked to have the raisins. Oh, okay. So, yeah. oatmeal raisin guy then, too. Oh, oatmeal raisin cookie? Yeah. That's a great cookie. Uh, That's a top tier cookie. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, we need to do a cookie. Well, you're episode. one of the you're one of those like chocolate chip and peanut butter oh, and yep. white chocolate yep, and dark go. chocolate. Yep. Just like everybody just, else. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's too yeah. much. It's if I eat an oatmeal cookie, you're just gonna see bits of raisins kind of picked out <laughs> <laughs> somewhere on that guy. What do I, uh, well, we'll wait for the cookie episode. Yeah, Snickerdoodle we'll is also a top tier. Oh, Snickerdoodle. That's top okay. tier. Okay. okay, we're in that. But yeah, no, it's just just pointing out, you know, like I said, coffee culture and then having this evolution into uh, restaurants. Something to look out for, if anything. Like right now, like I said, yeah, there I are think restaurants out there doing it. Well, I think this is a prime example of like, is is it predestined or is it just like someone was like, oh, well, I have coffee and people keep saying like coming in and I see them going across the street to the subway or to whatever, take a sandwich. Why don't I just have a little something here, yeah. and then I get and then I get them twice, and then someone else I was like, "That's a good idea. I'm gonna do that." Yeah. And now, but now since we're in competition, now I have to constantly be better than you. My sandwich has to be better. And like, well, now not only am I gonna have uh, sweets, I'm gonna have this, and yeah. well, now I'm gonna sell T-shirts, and yeah. now I'm gonna sell this, and you know, constantly level raising level everyone's game just based on the customer demand being like, well, I want to come here, but you know, I want to come here, but that guy has like coffee mugs and I don't have to feel as bad about the environment. And well, that guy has the paper cups that feel really comfy in my hand. You know, they're soft. Options. Options Options is the best thing. Yeah. More the merrier. It'll bring down all the pricing and it'll force restaurants to be Mm -hmm. more competitive, better products, new things get created. Yeah. Yeah. New products. Exactly. Maybe that's what I'm seeing because I'm also noticing that at least in our uh, areas of, you know, uh, of living, um, restaurants have kind of, you know, ixnayed their lunch programs for the most part, at least at the time. Um, and, but to be honest though, lunch is always a struggling thing for most restaurants. Can we agree? At least Mm. if you are more of a, uh, dinner centric place, uh, and then to have lunch is almost more or less an afterthought and it's kind of a up and down situation. Okay, fine. We'll do lunch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. See, so now when we're talking about coffee and then also the elimination of lunch, this weird 7am to about. 12 is this or even two o'clock now is a strange thing mm-hmm. with coffee leading the forefront at least in the idea of options plus sandwich places sprouting up everywhere yeah yeah so and then these chicken places and kind of this pseudo fast food casual eating places yeah, that fast, are fast mm-hmm. casual fast right? cash that's, yes that's chipotle coin yeah you know the coffee shop kind of gets the double dip huh mm-hmm. you could go there for breakfast and you could go there for lunch yeah or you'll be there until lunch yeah, which or, a lot of people or, do. Yeah, a lot of people working mm-hmm. online now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've done that. Uh, but yeah, I bet, like, I could see someone like, oh, I woke up for work and I I made myself my chia smoothie <laughs> last night and I drank that and that's fine. But yeah. come around 11 o'clock, I'm hungry. Yeah. 
and I'm tired. Let me go get a coffee. And yeah, this coffee shop has like a good little egg sandwich. Not, not, that'd be oh, great. Yeah, see? Those little they get things them for that lunch. are amazing. Where else would you get an egg sandwich? You wouldn't go anywhere to specifically get an yeah, egg like sandwich. A, yeah, like a fried egg sandwich. There. It's just yeah. got to be there. It's got to be there. Once <laughs> it's there, it's like, that sounds really yeah. good. I think that's where maybe coffee shops can kind of win out is with these, uh, you know, things that we've kind of forgotten. Mm-hmm. You know, like a good, you know, any type of little, you know, sandwich like that that is overlooked. And it's yeah. not something you look for. You don't go out and try to find it. But if it happens to be there, people you're just like, buy it. Mm, like cake pops. I remember starting like a, starting like a cake pops. egg salad like, sandwich. Egg salad sando. You never really see that yeah. order like that. Tuna sandos, no. chicken sandos. It, it's like too basic that. for a restaurant to do. Mm-hmm. And you don't really want to do it at home. Nope. And that's what that weird medium is. Yeah. It's like it's where a coffee shop oh, can kind of fit itself in there. Dude, have you had that egg salad sandwich with the sunflower seeds mm-hmm. in it from that coffee shop? Dude, that thing. Boom. Bang. And the fact that you could just tack that on to a coffee order because you know it ain't going to be no more than you know a handful of dollars. See, and that's what even makes right. it more strange because, like I said, you're not going to get in your car to go look for an egg sandwich. You are going to get in your car to go get a coffee. Right. Now, if that egg sandwich is just sitting there and, and you're you like, get there and you're like, yo, oh, yeah. let yep. me – I'm kind of hungry now, too, now that I think about it. Let me get one of those little sandos you got over there. Boom. Yeah. And you know how they do it on the display? They display it like a mini deli. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. They do a good job yeah. kind of you know, promoting their, their food there. I mean, let's be honest now. People forget Starbucks is specifically a coffee place mm-hmm. turned into a bistro. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's it's nice. It's on it, its way to just being a bistro. Come on, man. Bistros yeah. have the same aesthetic just without the you know coffee-centric situation. Right. All they are is a bistro with coffee-centric. There's like a chain in Italy, some kind of like very uh, even more fast foody Starbucks thing. Oh, wow. And it's something their color is like red and white. And it's like, yeah, there's a display case of like everything they have. Uh-huh. You know, just one item. And you're like, oh, I'll take that. And you get your espresso and you get your little item that whatever the person behind the counter maybe puts in the toaster first thing. They just grab one of the pre-wrapped ones, toaster. Or yeah. Grab one of this, maybe put a thing of mayo and some prosciutto on. Oh, that's that it. sounds fucking good. Right oh, now. it's gangster. Uh, it's so good. Yo, they could kill on a charcuterie too because that's right up their alley too. Those little, you know, oh, pre-done dude. things they have. Yes. Oh. <sighs> Good job. Good job, coffee places. Yeah, good job. Good job. Anyways, uh, moving on to, uh, we were talking about Louis the Thirteenth, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I did a little bit of going down the rabbit hole, trying to find out the origin of food, like I always try to do some weirdo stuff like that. And I I've, I came across Louis uh, XIV, or Louis the, the 14th, 13th, 14th, 13th, 14th. XIV? XIV. 14th. Louis the 14th, um, I think is what it is. And I was, you know, we were talking off camera, and I was saying, like, it's fascinating how he is the uh, person that is linked to uh, food becoming of kings or food becoming uh, more status or, yeah, yeah grandiose um, like uh, gout exclusive. for instance yeah exclusive like gout the king's disease is specifically from him because he was a glutton for a lot of that you know stuff like he yeah, was a guy that would have, yes he would protein, have his fat. chefs go out and make these elaborate dishes he would you know throw these huge gatherings for the people to watch him eat and feast along with him and it was until up until that point i guess it was never you know done like that so he was the first one to kind of bring that into play um another fun fact he when he got into power uh he was a big fan of truffles you know truffles being you know those 
things that they harvest. They have wild boars. Go find them out during right. truffle season. They're now prized. I don't know how much are they going for today. You think? I don't know. I I don't even pay attention. Well, you I, know I, I know you have them down there. I know you have them down there. Those Italian I, whites. I, I know. I don't have those, those down white there. truffles. He does have them, folks. Go check it out. He yeah, does. Yeah. Do Go it. ahead. You show. You ask for a truffle. <laughs> Go ahead. See what happens. But I mean, I imagine before that they said it was a throwaway food, and then for him to come into prominence and for him to be a big fan of them. And you could almost say ever since he was in power, Truffles have always kept their prestige. So it's mm-hmm. fascinating. When I read that, I was like, oh, this is the guy. And I'm assuming it's Louis the 13th, 14th, whatever he is also. I'm assuming the the alcohol dude, too, which is that high-end alcohol that everybody buys. Um, and, yeah, I just uh, found that funny. He, he loved to eat, and he was just a guy of glutton. But he's credited, like I said, with bringing – uh, at least the first hints of possibly, you know, high-end cuisine or this next-level cuisine. Now, I don't know how much I, I believe it. The story is fascinating, though, to be honest, mm-hmm. and just trying to find out how we came to this point of, you know, high-end cooking versus whatever else is out there. So that was fascinating to me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's weird to think that, like, before that, that food was, like, um, a necessity, Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like we like now restaurants, that's a luxury product. Yes. Right. Yes. yes like you yes. just go to the grocery store and, and get your needs. But going to a restaurant, that's a luxury. And that's probably in no small part because that he decided he really liked food and he was going to be like, no, I'm going to pay people to like make me even crazier and crazier food because I'm interested in it. Yeah. And he just happened to be a guy that had the access to, to want that, you know, sure, yeah. there's plenty of people who are interested in weird stuff, but they don't have the access to it. Especially at that time yeah. to be able to flaunt it and yeah. then also go down in history as that yeah. guy. Yeah. To I supplant find it, it so there. interesting that I'm going to hold my podcast, but we don't have podcasts back here in the 1800s. So my podcast is, I'm going to have this whole space decked out to the nine just yeah. to even flaunt my wealth on you even more to show you how much more powerful I am than you. Yeah. And we're going to eat some dank food, but I'm going to eat the dankest food. Yeah. And you're going to watch. While yeah. I yeah. When I read that, I was like, damn, he had people just come. He was to really stunning on him. See it. Yeah. yeah. But it makes sense in that regard because you're saying like if I'm going to show just my like, prominence. I'm just showing you like I'm, yeah. I'm better than you. But for no one to ever do it before him and yeah. for him to die essentially of his gluttony, for mm-hmm. the most part, I mean, like I said, God's credited for it, King's disease, all that shit. It's like, damn, so nobody did this before. Yeah. So I was like, yo, kind of credit to him. If it wasn't for him, there wouldn't be a separation. Like peace before, but oh, yeah. I, yeah. But I think he was like, to separate. Probably the first one to be like, this is a feast, but like, I'm on top. This is king shit right here. <laughs> but like, yeah, you yeah. you don't do this kind yeah. of feast. Only I have the ability yeah. to, because I'm just better than you. I would almost take a guess and be like, whatever that idea that he threw out there to the world and how it, you know, kind of stuck is what keeps the level of food that much different where you know when you're going into you know high-end 35 course tastings yeah. that's probably some very modified version of what he was doing probably. to some degree and and it's there rightfully so and it, when i look at that kind of food i'm more looking at it as 
the artistic expression and just kind of mm-hmm. what you could do with you know ingredients handed to you. And I think right. it, it has its place in the world. And like we always talk about, that kind of dining is really reserved for a small percentage of people. It's not mm-hmm. privy to a certain type of people. If you want to dabble in like that and do that, yeah. it's there for you. And it's not only rich people that do that. I mean, all walks of life, you know, search for these things. Yeah. They are pricey, but they don't discriminate in that way. No. You could fucking go eat anywhere at a five star place. They just take money. They take money. Yeah. yeah. So it's available to you, but it is a small percentage. But it's just, it's crazy to think that because you do have different levels of how people, you know, prepare food or, or, or work with food in, you know, to, for business, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I, I found that interesting because I was like, you know, how, like I said, to have the amount of techniques and all the, even I was looking up, uh, what's that called? Just pa- pots and pans, right? Mm-hmm. Just I'm looking up at like all these copper pans. I'm I'm shopping. I'm I'm more of a a, a broke cook, so I just kind of take shit and I've just sure. a, a, a acquired just random pieces right. of shit. They're probably all like you know half ass uh, wares. I have some good stuff, but nothing I you know just specifically bought. And then I started looking up. I was like, dude, just to have the uh, the wear all to fucking be able to figure out all these types of cooking utensils. You know, fry pan. Uh, you know, a uh, stock pot, a uh, little saute pan, wok, rondo. It's like who? different sizes of yeah. all Yeah, and then you incorporate the copper, and it's like, what? Yeah. It's and like, I'm going to use copper. And I'm going to use high carbon. Come on, man. And I'm going to use this. And you got to you think they were uses. using this a long time ago. And on top of that, cast iron has always been solid. Mm-hmm. So there is some effort dedicated to, you know, coming to this point. But it seems like, like I always say, it was way advanced back then. I would think if they're making, you know, you've seen some was, of those old it recipes. It was more advanced than we think. I think. Yeah, you've seen some of them recipes. Come on, yeah. man. Like, yeah, yo. before I saw some of those, I always thought like, oh, I bet all they did was like spit roast fish and, and oh, yeah. meat. You yeah. know, like, like yeah, fish, that's just what I thought. Cooking, then, yeah. But, you know, on those old cast iron stoves that like you can't move because mm-hmm. they're like just built into the castle or whatever and they're thousands and thousands of pounds yeah they were like refinely like emulsifying sauces yeah and like using cream and reducing and thank you on just an open fire that was just in a metal shell even a contain trying to do like a sauce on an open flame without it just burn come on that's or, what i'm thinking so having uh what is it burn in it in yeah it? just you can't yeah. control the temperature so yeah, they, they had some that. way of regulating temperature because yeah. you've seen those french tops you know the ranges yeah, where you just kind of move it like oh the yeah. center's hot okay over here is a good temperature yes. yeah that's yeah. i mean that's what they were doing yeah and see you never really see those in yeah. kitchens and it wasn't like they had some laundry service to go through all their towels for them nope. they had people no. washing you Come know on, man we used to eat back there or not we but there used to be those you know you've seen them elaborate like table settings where there's like how many plates how yeah. much silverware how much flatware it's like so much we mm-hmm. don't even get close there's not really too many no. times you could find that experience in today's world no so are we to think that that is less advanced or more advanced than today i think it was just all all about showing look at how much power i have true enough use that fork for just that one dish but that, even fine. to I have even like a company or and a they're person all, and they're all gold too so it's so like whatever what I'm but i the, even care the artistry like i was i was listening to a guy who is uh all he did i don't even know if this was a joke or not but all he was doing was just talking about different types of flatware throughout the centuries and he was just like this fork and the type and this, this is what i like and this and he was just kind of doing value and different types from different eras and i was just like 
Huh. I I never thought about you know uh, spoons and forks being that so you know elaborate and so in depth. But as as I thought about and I was listening to him, I was like, I mean, I'm not into it like that. But what he was talking about and kind of the differences between you know the different centuries and the emphasis and being put on and uh, the type of steel versus you know shit steel and all this and and the way the spoon uh, is you know kind of tapered or if it's Mm -hmm. fat and kind of I was like. There's so much more just in just in the wares mm-hmm. <laughs> that already has a deep history. Like I was looking at plates and just kind of going down the pantheon. You know how it goes when you're shopping for plates. You're trying to look for something, you know, that'll work, economical, all that. But even just that alone, it's that that subculture is already in depth too, where these yeah. professionals have that. So now, accompanying just kind of that side of the business, where it's you know stemware, where it's plateware, um, shit, like that's. That's elaborate in itself, and that's an artistry sure. in itself. So having that, plus then you tack on the food, and then you do all the pots, pans, and then you have to incorporate the techniques, and then now the creativity blossoms where here's the mother sauces, here's this, here's mm-hmm. all this, all this, all this. Here's fabrication. Here's how we butcher this. Here's yeah. how we come. It's like, what yeah. the f- I like? I can't gonna, wrap my head around it. We're gonna make this mother sauce, but we're gonna do it this way. Yes, nineteen variations off of it. Yeah. Like what? And they'd be doing some wild. Now we're gonna take this potato and we're gonna do like ten different ways. Yes, we're gonna cook it this way. We're gonna reverse cook it this way. Yes, upside down cook it that way. Exactly. Oh, we're gonna slice them and then do them thin. And we're not gonna add cream, just clarified butter. And then we'll make the Mm -hmm. bottom crust. And we'll call this Anna potatoes Anna after my sister. Like what are you? Is this going through all this work because I want my sister to be remembered? Come on, man. How many times? Okay, how about this? Who's the last person to add on to the mother sauces? <laughs> you Those, yeah. Ain't no one adding on to any of these classics. Ain't no one adding on. Here's no. another potato dish that just happened to be incorporated in the last 20 years. Right. Like, no, no, there is none. It's just whatever's that, it's, and then that's the standard. It's just a different like, variety of potato now. Yeah. yeah. See, so that that's all I'm saying is there's a lot of mystery when it's credited to a handful of people. Escoffier, uh, Karem, yeah. uh, you know. But it's kind of crazy to think that just a handful of people, like, invented all the basics. See, and that's why I'm in the idea. And I'm in the camp they that They may that have gotten credited case. it yeah. for it, but they were, like, they probably learned something from this guy and something from this that's guy. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. And, like, those guys have been forgotten about. Yes, they were the they guys that were able to from, put it together into a book. This girl and that person mm-hmm. and... Those people had just forgotten over time yeah. because it was just, oh, well, yeah, he learned it from someone else, but he did it. He did it for King, whatever, for, for years. Now it's his. Yeah. Now it's his. Yeah. He did it more. That is how recipes work, right? Let's think about it. If yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never been. I, I've been in some situations, but nothing to that level where, you know, you're when you're in a kitchen and you're coming up with a concept, depending on who you bring into that, which is usually sous chefs or just, you know, people you would like to, you know, kind of mm-hmm. work with to try to come up with a concept. Usually the person who is heading the kitchen will be credited with that. And right. who's to say that, you know, Escoffier, Karam, all Usually the restaurant gets credited oh, for it. Very true. Like More so Waldorf than the chef. salad. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's that is from true. the Waldorf, Waldorf Astoria. Yeah. Yeah. Waldorf, Waldorf Astoria. Astoria. Yeah. Great salad, too. It's great. Great salad. But not even the, the guy who invented it. <sighs> gets no play. Yeah. Where's he at I'm now? Trying to, I'm trying to think of another one off the top of my head. What if you got royalties for that? <laughs> Caesar salad? Was that Caesar, really during I the time that, of Caesar? I think that was, no, I think that was some guy named Caesar down in Baja, Mexico. Oh, that's I right. Think, I've, I've heard of this. Story. I've heard of this. I've heard of right? this. Right? I've heard of this. Yeah. Yes. But now it's this like 
Mexican dish. Yeah. I mean, why would it not be? Makes sense. That's like Italian? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's wonky what? when you go into these things because yeah. it, it kind of splinters what history is. I always have to keep uh, food history separate from the history that I dabble into just because, like I said, it's fucking, the food game is confusing like that because mm-hmm. you're trying to trace down how and when these ingredients Well, and got everyone's to always place. trying to take credit for it. No, well, I did that. Yeah. Well, he actually, you know, the ego thing gets in the way. We always mess it up, right? It's like, yeah, well, he does that, but he learned that. Or I gave him the idea. Yeah. I gave him. That's people constant. Always, in the people industry. always want to take their little bit of credit. Yeah, I mean, he invented it, but that was because like three days before we had had a conversation about uh, blueberries. Yeah. And and he was still thinking about it. So really, it, it's my idea. Like, Why is that? Like, that's no, that's no, constant. Why that's is the, that? That's just some human shit that's done. And whenever I hear people saying something, like, dude, I don't care, whatever. Yeah. You can't. And they no, but I'm like, good for you. Yeah. I don't care because yeah. I'm just gonna make it. Yeah, even does if it taste good yours, or not? Yeah, if it's good, it's good. Yeah, because yeah. you can't if patent good, a recipe. If it's good, it's good. You can't. If it's not good. It's not good. Can't I don't, copy, I don't can't care. Copyright anything? You can't copyright yeah. spaghetti. You can't copyright no fucking meatballs. Some some lady I mean? last night they they were actually really cool. She was um, I I just like charred up some bread and threw it in this little salad that we do just because um, they were already eating apples and something else and I want to double up on apples and. I thought the bread would make the salad more substantial. Mm-hmm. Like, was that like a panzanella or those croutons? I'm like, I don't know. Does it taste good? And they're like, Yeah, yeah but which one is it? And it's they like want the distinction. It's whatever you want. Yeah. And they they kept they could not handle it. Yeah. Like multiple people. But like, what would you call it? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. It, I, it doesn't matter. Well, I need to put it on my Instagram. Yeah. So yeah. what am I gonna call it? And I was like, You can call it whatever you want. I don't mm-hmm. care. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Did, all I, I just thought it would taste good. And yeah. then once I finally said that enough times, they're like, All right. Yeah. And then they got the picture of like, I don't care. Yeah. It's just like, I just thought some charred bread in this salad would taste good. Maybe that's the better route for food in general. Yeah. It's just kind of like, yo, understand everything's been done. And then what you're trying to achieve as a cook mm-hmm. is just something that, you know, works well on all facets. Right. That's why I like when I when I go into restaurants and I see a dish that's just like um, radicchio. Just says mm-hmm. radicchio. And then it has like a list of stuff. I'm way more into that restaurant. Than the restaurant that's like chicken Saint Anne. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, because you know, they try like, to just say chicken. Yeah, chicken dish. Yeah, because then you're trying to perceive or well, either put in your own shit or you're trying to do something a spin off of something yeah. or actually use something well, that was I would before. rather name my dish something like just chicken or just radicchio mm-hmm. than like say Caesar salad. Like I would rather just say like romaine, yeah. romaine salad, romaine. Yeah, and and list out the stuff because as soon as you say chicken chicken on a brick or I don't know. Uh, what's another like dish that has a name? Something casserole. Yeah, or, chicken or, a la king. Chicken a la king. Yeah. Perfect example. Oh. Uh, people immediately, they they know what their friend had that they showed them a picture of. Yep. And if that's not what comes out, boom, they're mad. mad they're mad immediately. <laughs> they're upset. We're, Might be good, but it, still mad. Yeah, and they'll try and they're like, oh, it's really good, but this isn't, this isn't this chicken a la king. How I know it. And it's like, what, what do you mean? It has all the same things. Yeah. That's what I'm just like. You can't call it that if it ain't looking like this. If it doesn't look like this, you can't. No. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's why a lot of the dishes we do, I just want like trout. Yeah. Salmon. I like that approach better. Yeah. I'm into that. I have a couple that have like the name on it and people challenge me. I'm like, I just got some like, what's in piccata? Yeah. And like, no, piccata is always made with chicken. Right. I'm like, (laughs) does it have to be? (laughs) Does it have to be? Or like Alfredo. People are always like. Yeah, I'll have uh, the fettuccine. Yeah. 
And, you know, I'm just like, no. uh, what is that? I don't have fettuccine here. And they're like, no, I saw it. I'm like, and, but I, I don't, I'm not that much of a jerk anymore. When people say fettuccine <laughs> now, I'm like, do you mean the Alfredo? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And I'm always like, did you want chicken on it? And they're like, of course. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Well, yeah. I just. It's strange how that, that is a good example. someone yeah. for sure could be like, I want fettuccine. And if I was to give them without saying anything, our chicken Alfredo, they'd be upset. Yeah. Because it's not fettuccine. fettuccine noodles. Yep. It's not, and a lot of fettuccine that I see isn't made with fettuccine. It's always like creamy spaghetti chicken. Yes. Right? It's not even fettuccine. No. No. Usually yeah. not. People so, don't really fuck with fettuccine like that. No. No. So I I, I always say every time, we make it with our proper noodles. Is that okay? And they're like, fine. I'm like, did you want chicken with that? And they're like, of course. I'm like, all right. Because <laughs> it's... Because I know that's what they mean, yeah. but, you know, I just know the one time I don't be clear with someone, it's going to be the person who's like, oh, no, I know. I already knew. Yeah. Like, that is strange. Yeah. The the mind trying to think of another one. like that. No, there's a, there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch. But the, the Alfredo, the fettuccine one is the one I get all the time. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. I think if you are serving anything in Italian influenced or mm. in the region, if you ain't got that or you will get the most mm. questions That's why I'm always kind of jealous of the cuisines that are not as well known because mm-hmm. they can just like do whatever. whatever just fish balls yeah and people are like i don't even know i don't even know what to expect yeah, yeah. i'm just like all my flavor brain is open yeah versus when people come in to me they're like red sauce okay i know it's gonna be like this who else if it's gets right that here i don't get it who else what other cuisines get that kind of treatment besides italian I would, I would bet like mexican cuisines well well enough known like if you if if someone was like oh this is just uh this is some braised pork. Uh, uh, You'd be like, okay. And yeah. like, this is carnitas. You're like, whoop. Uh, that's if it's point. not in here, yeah, it's not carnitas. Okay, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But I would, I would assume that Italian food gets scrutinized hard because it mm-hmm. seems like that would be one of the oldest uh, type restaurants that would be in America. Yeah. For sure. Just it's go like down. Comfort. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. Go down any type of... Uh, you know, boardwalk, any type of yeah. There's place always <laughs> one pizza place that's also doing pasta and sandwiches. That's what I'm saying. That yeah. the, if anybody, that's it's if it's anybody's fault, it's those places because they cook their food and, and wrap you know, it. And those show places people. are kind of good. They're amazing to but, a certain degree. Yeah, because if you if yeah. you know what you're walking into, yeah. But that's why you know we struggle with that all the time, and I and the servers get annoyed. I get annoyed. I just have to remind myself like. We're doing something different, and we just—it's our duty to explain it. Yeah, that's noble of you. Yeah. I'll give you that. Because well, what, what am I going to do? Just be crazy angry all the time? Well, because what's the what's the most known Italian restaurants in most places? Uh, what are they called? The Olive chain Garden. Lies. Yeah, thank you. Mimi's Cafe and Spaghetti Factory. Spaghetti Factory. So those too. three alone is this weird benchmark. For sure. Where, People are always like, where's my free bread? Thank, thank you. Where's, where's my, my chocolate bread? <laughs> where's my spumoni? Yeah, where's my spumoni? Where's my yeah. house dressing salad that yeah. I get on the house? Oh, my God. Recently, that's been the one. Which People one? have been like, uh, does that come with the salad? I'm like, yep, it does come with our house salad. And they're like, uh, what, what are my dressing choices? <laughs> I'm like, it comes with red wine vinaigrette. <laughs> Like, but I like the house dressing. I, yeah, the, the the I was like the house dressing is red wine vinaigrette, and they're like, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "I'm like it's red wine vinegar and olive oil, and the, or oh, I'll take Thousand Island. I'm like, I don't have that. <laughs> Where she got the salad and, bar? And they're always like, "What?" 
<laughs> I'm like, or like, I'll take uh, someone that night. I'll take blue cheese. Oh man. Or uh, a lot of people are always like ranch. I'll just add add yeah ranch. Yeah. Uh, can you add sh- shrimp to that? I'm like, I don't have shrimp. It's nowhere on the menu. Not one place. Well, fucking salad, and they're, dude. And they're just like, you know, people. I deal with this all the time. Yeah, people just assume know. it. You already know the the ones, but um, it's yeah. more fun to talk about them because I'm sure people are listening. Like, I never thought that an Italian restaurant would not have ranch or Thousand Island. That's or so like strange. That house salad with red onion, kidney beans, and garbanzo beans. Yeah, you know, you I know that's there all the like, time. <laughs> With like that weirdly thick house dressing that with herbage in it, and you're like, oh, why man. is this so thick? Oh, <laughs> How much sugar is in it? That shit is thick. But it's supposedly just vinegar and olive oil. I'm like, there's something else no, in there. No, that's like uh, olive bechamel. oil, and uh, yeah, it does not run like <laughs> that's that. A thick, rude bechamel. Um, but yeah, that, that I deal with so many. They're like, oh, this is, isn't what I expected. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. Do you think that that'll always forever be I'm always going to be dealing with that. You think so? And is it because I would be the, really that, surprised that if at some point always there. Or I think I think if somehow magically I get big enough that people know who we are, maybe then I won't deal with it. Mm. But I think for any restaurant in my position that's a little bit smaller, family run under and is doing some cuisine that is well known in their area, mm. they're always going to be dealing with those questions. People coming in Oh, but I've had this before. I already know what it is. Yeah. It's like, but you don't know what it yeah. is. You, you know only know it based that off one of place those places. Made it. Yeah. Thai food goes through this too. Yes, Thai. I agree with you. They're starting Thai to have to deal with this there. problem. Chinese food too, but everybody does Chinese. Like food the American the Chinese. Yeah. If you go into a place that's like Chinese Chinese, yeah. people are just like, I don't even yeah. know. I I don't want. I don't even know if I want to be here. Yeah. Most people duck, don't go to Chinese tongue? Chinese. Yeah. Like, uh, where's what's the, this, what's the orange chicken in the middle of it? They're like, no orange chicken here, buddy. Yeah. yeah. No. I'll, no. It's cool. I'll just take the Szechuan uh, chicken, General Chow. No. No. Like, no General no. Rear, buddy. <laughs> no General Rear. No. Yeah. We got sushi goes through to... this problem. Sushi here definitely goes Su- through that. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a precedent. The, the same and different. Yes. Every fucking sushi roll has either shrimp tempura or is fried. But that is Sacramento only, in my opinion. <sighs> I hope so. It's, I mean, don't get me wrong. Shrimp, like t- shrimp tempura is great. Yeah. Yeah. Old tempura roll. Yeah. Great. Yeah. But you know. Not for every no. single thing. No. But I mean, now I that, want it's because that's what people desire. So the if business, it sells, it sells. It sells, it sells. See, now I think we got we get to a point where, and I think this could be said for, you know, the other chains like a Spaghetti Factory and, you know, Mimi's and all that is it sells, it sells, it sells. It's, you know, there's it's the basis of their business. It's, you know, how many years now allotted. This is just what we do. Now this is the standard. Now it's classified as this. Now anybody that's somewhere remotely near that style is going to be compared to that. They just get looped in. That's what Whether happens. they're yeah. doing that or not. Yeah. Like yeah, you I said, know. Thai food, sushi out here, same mm-hmm. thing. It's like there's this precedent that's been set. It's been set in the last 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Oh, you're a sushi spot? Let Boom. me come and get the rainbow roll. Yeah. And I'll take the rock and roll. Yep. And I'll take, uh, what's the other one? Uh, uh, the... Lampark roll Lampark, that has cream cheese in dragon, it. Uh, the dragon. Uh, caterpillar. Yeah. Uh, but I, then here, you get a lot of, like, and you I'll know, take the Macoonies. California roll. Yeah. Uh, here, we get a lot of, you know, the Macoonies has kind of set the, the, the bar for, you know, types for of sushi. Because a lot of yeah. places will look for specifically, uh, you know, their names of sushi at other places, which I've heard constantly. Yeah. Which is like, that totally makes sense. It's just crazy how that has become it. So fat. Like, yeah. that is, su- if you do sushi, this is what you do. Yes. 
out here. Yeah, because yeah. everybody follows the standard. Like you said earlier with the, the copy thing, you're like, well, if they're doing it, let's just do a version of it yeah. since it's selling and you know they can only have so much business. But see, in your position, it's a different take because you're like, I'm doing something of the style of food, but it's kind of in my own, own yeah. literally my own way. Yeah. Where that one is more, there's a lot it of people takes like, a lot I'm just going to kind of copy that. Yeah, exactly. Like the gnocchi dish we do right now, everyone's mm-hmm. like, do you have gnocchi or do you have uh, nachi? Or, or yeah. it's, it's, that one's fun. Yeah, yeah, I mispronounce stuff all the time in other languages, but it's so much fun. Yeah, gnocchi. Yeah, some gnocchi. Yeah, like, <laughs> some gnocchi. Um, but you know, you think of gnocchi in your head, you think cream right away. Yes. Yeah, I don't I do not do it with cream. Yeah, you're the brown and butter, I, sage I, type of guy. Uh, no, see, not even oh, that. Oh, which Doing one do you do? With the kale walnut pesto that's like blended and pureed. Oh. and That's not Italian. But, but why is it not? <laughs> why is it not, you know? No, but that does make sense, though. It, it's a great dish. I think the I itself think it's is amazing. I think yeah. you could just do anything but with it. But it takes but, a lot of excellent. When people order it, it's definitely something... Like the ravioli too, it's definitely something that I have to explain. Yeah. Like, oh, you want the gnocchi? Okay, just so you know, like the way I prefer it yeah. is I like my gnocchi a little bit more dense. Yes. That's a personal preference thing, and that's the way I make it. Yeah. Because I enjoy it that way. Yeah. And there is no cream in the dish. Yeah. It's, it's actually a vegetarian dip, or uh, I guess cream is vegetarian, but uh, if I didn't put any egg in the, in the dough, I could make it vegan, vegan. in a second, you know? Um, and I'm like, and there's like roasted vegetables tossed yeah. with the pasta, and they're like, oh, but I've never cream. heard of this. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I just thought it would taste good, <laughs> you know? Like but, the ravioli. Yeah, I think it's because those are so. Maybe the thing with Italian food is it is a homely kind of situation, and it's been tried and true for a lot of years yeah. in different facets. And then that's something you have to contend with as mm-hmm. you know, kind of going up that route where, you know, maybe Thai food right now is. Because whoever set that precedence the first time yeah. was like, nope, this is just the shit that sells. All right, well, steak yeah. salad. This is, this is yeah, the this stuff is that's do. approachable yep. for you new people. Pad Thai. <laughs> you're not you're not ready for what the the real shit that we do. Yeah, see, and I don't yeah. if, if Italian see so now Italian food is. I know. I remember in culinary school they were like, no nah, man, pasta is not the thing. It's polenta is the official shit that we do. It's like wow. polenta's gangster. I had no idea because that's what my chef was yeah. telling me. He was like, pasta is an American thing. What we do in Italy, it's all polenta all day, Jack. Pasta is like kind of sometimes. Yeah. I mean, they eat it for sure. Yeah. But, but it ain't how we think about it. We're yeah. oh, these motherfuckers eating uh, spaghetti and meatballs oh, all that's day. All they, yeah. <laughs> no, that's not that. That, they don't, that does not exist. No, that's what I said. I was yeah. like, the vastness of it. If To give Italian food credit, it's very layered. And the mm. cool thing I like about it, it it's its a simplicity. So you don't have a lot of uh, leeway, where I think with a lot of different other, uh, a lot of other cuisines, um, that are a little more intricate, you could kind of hide things because it's just so spiced up and it's just so many different ingredients like like right. Thai food and shit. Yeah. You can just fucking there's throw like, anything. Kitchen like sink. Whole, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where Italian Italian's food, you're like, eh, like, three ingredients, it's homie. It's usually this, <laughs> this, and this. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. But it's weird how like we get that, but we don't accept it when we go out to eat it. No. That's the part that kind of drives me crazy sometimes. Like, this is, a, a, but what's the sauce? I'm like, what yeah. do you, that, that's. There's no sauce. Italians don't make sauce. Yeah. Oh, no, they do. I'm like, but they don't. Maybe it's this then. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's the fact that if you had to take a guess on the percentage of how many people are cooking Italian food at home to some degree, it's probably the majority, even mm. to this day. Mm. So yeah, you yeah. do kind of conflict with. Well, yeah, cooking up some pasta takes no time at all. Exactly. And you open up a jar of red sauce, which 
they're, there's some really good jarred oh, sauces. Dude, go down you're, that aisle. It's the done. biggest aisle. <laughs> yeah, scoop scoop out some meat. Yeah, get some cheese. I mean, you're done. Yeah, easy, hearty. Yeah, at least that's the baseline. Because yeah. you don't see people making Thai food at home. Easier if they just made polenta. That's a good point. <laughs> see, that's what I said. <laughs> I'm a polenta guy. Know. Polenta's oh, way so easier, and it's so good. it's such a creamy polenta. Oh, <sighs> I know. Like soft polenta. Ooh, and even polenta cakes. I fuck with polenta cakes too. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. Oh. I know it's bad for me. I don't know. I'm like, hey. give me another one. Hey, it's it's all the time. You know, it'd be gold cool. Gold pheasant. Good. I hope um, golden pheasant. Yeah. I, I hope that pasta gets to where pizza is now at some point. Like, what do you mean? Because people now, they're like, oh, oh, pizza? Yeah, I go for some pizza. What kind of pizza do they have there? Uh, and they're not even asking, like, cheese, pepperoni. Uh, they're like, yeah. Chicago, yeah. Detroit. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Neapolitan, Neapolitan thin crust, thick crust. Chicago style. Yeah, now when people say pizza, at least in Sacramento, at least, they're like, what's your favorite pizza place? Yeah. And I always tell them, like, well, this place for this kind, this place for that kind. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, dude, well, my favorite's like this kind. I'm like, yo. Okay. Here we go. And they're like, for that kind, I like this place. And they're like, all right, cool. You know, that is interesting. That is, and people it, accept the different price points of pizza now, boom. too. Because that is a slow evolution. I want to say that's within our lifetime yeah. that it, it went from just straight up. Just being like Round Table yeah. and Pizza Hut and like Costco. healthy Pizza Hut yeah. and Costco. To now to artisan now like, things. And yeah. then, hey. Just, yeah. Maybe I, pasta gets that way. That would be cool. That would be really cool. That. Like, oh, what kind of pasta do they do there? Mm. Oh, they do super regional pasta. Yeah. Like, wh- oh, which region? Mm. Oh. That would be crazy. That Oh, well, he bounces around. But this place, they do just Genovese or mm. they do just Lingering. Maybe if all of these California restaurants, uh, you know, kind of – because you could make an argument most places will have a pasta dish on there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them may be handmade. But yeah, they don't, a lot of people are making. Their yeah, own but they don't. Made. They don't put it out there like it's an Italian place. It just happens to go to the the yeah. California, you know. Kind it's of a very good, like California Mediterranean. Yes, yeah. where I'm thinking like if everybody's kind of like went a that route, Yes, yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking in my head if you just go the route of like no, I'm just going to do even call it California, but you know Italian, whatever, and then maybe you have a point there. But to anybody mm-hmm. to actually don the Italian moniker, that's when you get looked in. Yeah, but if you're in the California cuisine, you can fucking do anything. That's apparently. what I'm. That's what I'm trying to. Get us. I think yeah. we were labeled as an Italian re- restaurant justly a long time ago, and now I'm kind of like, let me like ferment some things let and let get me out like of here. pickle peaches. Yeah, and, you know, let me like do like mustarda, which is Italian, but it's like it's something you never very see. Very here, often. yeah. You know? Tanata. Let me, yeah. yeah, let me use like fish sauce every once in a yeah. while or something. So we're we're slowly. Yeah, I'm still at the stage where I have to try and like find justification to use these ingredients mm-hmm. so when people ask me because i know people are like what do you mean that fish sauce is in the time i'm like actually actually like, big time. there's this colatura then <laughs> they make fish sauce in italy and people are like what yeah, yeah. so at least for 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 me i i'd like to have a little bit of knowledge so when someone not challenges but ask i can be like actually and and they're like oh okay he he's not just yeah. he's not just like fuck it let's try it he's yeah. like no he's Doing research and trying. Yeah. He's it's, trying to stay within the parameter yeah. of what the business is, yeah. which is commendable. But, I mean, a lot of people, you would hope, and I, I want to say I, I think that a lot of people approach it that way too, especially mm-hmm. chefs that are kind of trying to push the envelope within their yeah. scope. Like, hey, man, I'm going to yeah. – yes. I mean, when you go it's, deep it's down, you find anything. It's allowed for me to yeah. use this ingredient mm-hmm. because Justified. they could – they use this ingredient. Yep. Or I – 
went there and traveled there and talked to the guy and he was like, I don't know, let's try it. And this is what an actual French guy did with guava. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or something. See, I dig that shit. Oh, I love that. Oh, there you go. We got there. What's up? You got some uh, mushroom facts? You got some myths? What you no, got? my mushroom fact has been just work all day and do that. Just <laughs> work 80 this hours week. a week. Yeah, whatever. It's uh, fine. I don't have anything mushroom-wise. Yeah. Um, truffles are mushrooms, though. Truffles are mushrooms. So Is find it still those. truffle season? Is it coming to an end now? Uh, Someone told me chestnut season was over the other day, and I was really sad. I'm like... Really? Maybe maybe like in. the maybe the harvest season is over, but they all get canned up into different products, and, and we just assume. Out. Yeah, yeah. The travel season, I do not know, because that's what that's more of a Spain Italy thing, right? I think I think it's coming to an end. When's your guys' rainy season out there? The same. We're still in the northern hemisphere. Okay, because usually th- it's kind of after heavy rains, season and then they kind of coming to an end. Okay, because it's starting to get cold, cold now. Ah, uh, yeah, where right. Get, not like wet, other. cold. Yeah, it's starting to get like you still snow want that cold. humidity shit, and you still want that. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, know. that is a mushroom, amazing mushroom, expensive. Not the most expensive one, but it's up there. There's another one out there. I forgot yeah. what it's called. I don't know if it's chaga or some other some other sept. I did see that the social medias are picking up that I'm interested in the in the mushrooms because I saw a few articles that are like check out these wild mushrooms huh. and they're like neon blue and highlighter green Jeez on the sand like they look like they're from a different planet and they're like sweating red blood droplets oh, of course. you know yeah. See? like dude and they're like this could be edible oh, who decides if something's edible do we who, just try it how many deaths and then it's like okay yeah. that's not the one <laughs> this saw, is the one i saw a great meme it was like do you think the first guy that tried poison berries could have just been allergic and we've been missing out on a great Dude, berry? that's a fucking good point <laughs> right? that's a good point <laughs> like, it almost makes you think like, like, like can we revisit this let me try. i i bet that there's some horticulture science tube experience that that, that they do to be like man i bet you they sick. banned like uh, Maybe they just banned it because they're like, yo, yeah, that's our future moneymaker. That's not for now. That's a good point, too. Because think about it. Sun chokes are looking wild as fuck. Sun chokes are popular this year. Really? Why why this year? I've seen them on a bunch of menus already. Interesting. Sun chokes are wild looking, though. You're like, who the fuck just came up with the idea? I'm going to eat those. (laughs) Ginger? And they're like, no, but it's not ginger. I'm like, then what is it? It's a potato. Yeah, but it's not a potato. So what? It, it's a sunchoke. Yeah, that is strange. Yeah. Even the naming of them is strange. Yeah. Or Jerusalem artichoke, Jerusalem right? Artichoke, Jerusalem yeah. artichoke or sunchoke. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of want one. Those sounds good. I'll take a sunchoke right now. This is a good time. We are in winter yeah. time. We are swinging in. It's time is to cold eat the here. hearty veg. Yeah. Stone fruits yeah. are in. Gratin. Uh, roots, gratons. Ooh, I made a butternut squash, recipe potato, marscapone cheese, gratin. That shit was good. Oh, nice. shit. That's that nice. Good. Hella good. I'm not the biggest fan, but with certain things, I'm into it. Um, yeah, yeah. Mascarpone is kind of a because I associate it a lot with like uh, certain desserts for some mm, reason. Mm, mm. You don't um, think of it. As that's savory? why the savory application. I'm kind of like I think the times I have either worked with it or ate it, I wasn't the hugest fan. Yeah. But that sounds good. Well, you know good, what you though. should do with that your mascarpone if you're not if you if you're new to the mascarpone game. Okay. If you're making a risotto, use it in place of your butter to finish with. Hmm. Gangster, Holy especially shit. now with like the roasted root vegetables that are kind of sweet. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, I tasty, might tasty. I love risotto. By the way, risotto yeah. is that's another one. like stick to your ribs yeah. food. Is that a, that's an Italian joint, right? 
Risotto, that's Italian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, Mil- and you risotto guys milanese. Yeah, yeah. I think people think risotto Italian. Nah, because paella somehow overtook risotto, and they're like, this but that's is... not risotto. That's paella. no. But that's what I'm saying though. But every oh, okay. rice dish is always going to be paella yeah. now. Paella's, Where I'm like, yo, is great too. Paella is amazing. I love risotto all the rices. Risotto's phenomenal. Yeah. Like, especially done correctly. Yeah. Where you still get the when bite. It's creamy but and there's still the a little bite. Come on, man. That is. I mean, it's basically savory rice pudding, right? Oh, we need to go deep down on that. Uh, risotto is my shit. Um, but yeah, no. We got to have uh, a rice episode. We got to have might, a bunch of episodes. Cookie they're, they're, episode. Cookie episode. We would need like four rice episodes. Dude, rice, rice episode would make sense. Yeah. I'm into it. Food Junkie Radio, episode 38. Paulo, appreciate it. Tell the people what they need to hear, please. Uh, Drink your water. Be kind. Listen to listen, not to respond. Vote us into political office. Uh, Check out the mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe you should. Um, And, uh, you know, have a good holiday season. Yes. Stay safe out there. Stay warm. Uh, Appreciate it. Food Junkie Radio, episode 38.